So Ryan Tannehill has uh, again been in a situation where a rookie quarterback is going to be brought in. This is a more tenuous situation than Tannehill has been in in some time because he's in a legitimate contract year. So far, there's been no extension. He was asked about that today, and that was something he said he was not going to discuss publicly. He was asked specifically if he or his representation uh, had sought an extension at this point or if they were interested in one. He declined to comment on the matter. But uh, what Ryan Tannehill was asked about was the drafting of Will Levis. And that's what the focal point of our discussion here is going to be today. You know, I think there's a couple of different ways to look at this. And if you're a Titans fan, and if you're interacting with us on the live stream today, you know, I'd be curious to know your answer. What are you thinking if you're Ryan Tannehill watching this draft? That was the way that I was kind of processing things on Thursday night and then Friday night and really most of Saturday where we knew that all the picks were going to end up being on offense. They were doing what they needed to do to bolster their depth. They're going to have, I think, good competition, bet, better competition than they've had on quite some time on the offensive line in quite some time. So it's not like they didn't set out to do the things and accomplish the things that they set out to do, specifically at their weakest position. It's the offensive line. They've done that in spades thus far this offseason. But the skill position players still lacking, and you bring in a quarterback when you trade up for in the second round, you give up a third-round pick, a future third-round pick for him, and you know you can debate the merits of whether Will Levis is worth it or not. It's probably too early to say. But if you're Ryan Tannehill... What are you thinking if you're watching the Titans draft last weekend? Well, you're probably thinking, okay, they're clearly thinking about life beyond me. They're building a foundational situation with the amount of capital and free agent dollars that they've invested in the offensive line. They are, you know, varying on rookie deals that can be four-year deals or, you know, inexpensive, not necessarily long-term veteran deals in Brunskill and Dillard that they brought in. So they're trying to build the foundational piece. Now that, Works for Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill would certainly benefit from better protection. Derrick Henry will also benefit from better offensive line play in front of him and better depth because you have to at any point account for injuries at any position. But then you see the trade up for Levis if you're Ryan Tannehill and you say, okay, well, you know, they're clearly thinking about life beyond me. Uh, Randall Williamson says on Facebook Live, if I am Tannehill, I'm thinking I am rich AF. I'm getting old. And I'm still the best quarterback on this team. In fact, I'm the best quarterback this franchise has seen since McNair. Levis can be given my job, but he can't outplay me for the job. So, you know, that's a uh, that's more pro Tannehill than I think I've heard from some of you guys in a while. And I, you know, Ryan Tannehill has certainly made his share of money in the NFL. Don't dispute that. He getting old in terms of quarterback years. Certainly, he's 34. He'll be 35. By the time next season is underway, and he is the best quarterback on this team right now. You can make the argument that the Titans have the best quarterback room in the division. I could make that argument. I still have a lot that needs to be proven to me about Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a fun player. I think he's got a lot of time to turn into and develop at the level that I think we have all you know expectations for him to be as a former first overall pick. But I think you know. Uh, it's between Lawrence and C.J. Beathard with the Jags and the Titans in their situation with Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis, and Malik Willis. 
as who has the better quarterback room in the league. Stroud and Case Keenum and Davis Mills are not it. I would argue that Anthony Richardson is probably going to have the toughest road to go out of any of these dudes just because he's the furthest away from being a finished NFL product at this point. Though Levis is by no means um, that much closer. Like, it's really not, it's not that big a difference. I do think that Richardson, ultimately, we just need to see more sample size. And he's only 20 years old. What, Levis is 24. So I think that, uh, you know, I'm fine with the Titans quarterback room. I think their depth is fine. I think Ryan Tannehill is probably still capable of being the best quarterback in this division if he gets more help. But did he get enough help? Did he get enough help, not just on the offensive line, but the skill position players? Because they got to keep up. Big time Timmy Tay on Twitch says, also, I love... Even Tannehill knows they should have drafted a wide receiver earlier and acknowledges it. Well, he did say something to that effect uh, in his press conference, but we will get to that on the primetime show tonight. I'm going to let you hear from Ryan Tannehill here in just a second, right after I remind you that the 615 Sessions podcast is presented by Relax the Back Nashville. Hashtag, we got your back, Nashville, is their motto, and that is what they are there to provide for you. You're going to be able to work better. You're going to be able to live better. You're going to be able to feel better every day if you get the kind of support that you require, whether it's your office chair, whether it's your recliner at home, your lazy boy, or something to that effect that you feel like is supposed to be more comfortable but is actually hurting your back. Relax the Back Nashville has the kind of solutions that you need, whether it's sleep or stationary situations, whether you need a standing desk like I have at home or something that will better suit your office needs. RelaxTheBackNashville.com is where you go for customized comfort and to help you heal and recover with the kind of solutions that they provide. Relax the back in Green Hills in Middle Tennessee as well. So Ryan Tannehill was asked today about the Titans drafting Will Levis. Uh, and this was the response. It was short. It was succinct. Um, but you know, you could tell he gets the point. Any easier, you know, in, in a team drafting a potential future quarterback? Yeah, we, we've been down this road uh, before, so it's definitely a little bit of deja vu. Um, but like I said, um, Mike and Rand make those decisions. My job is to go out and, and, and try to win football games. He said that uh, on, on in a later question, excuse me, Ryan Tannehill said that he wasn't consulted necessarily about them drafting Will Levis or when they took the wide receivers or all these different things. But ultimately, um, what Ryan Tannehill did say is it's his job to go out there and earn it on the field. Now, you know, he went through the mentor gate thing last year. Uh, you guys know what kind of a shit show that became. It was completely blown out of proportion. And obviously, Ryan Tannehill is not interested in being the subject of those headlines and, you know, sports center segments and all these different things again, because he's in the same position last year as he was with Malik Willis, but this is, you know, a higher round draft pick than Malik was. So, Will Levis is going to be the subject of a lot of intrigue, certainly, in 2023, how soon he can get on the field. For Ryan Tannehill, you know, like he said, again, his job is to go out there and earn it on the field. And entering his 12th season, we know that Ryan Tannehill is in a unique situation. The contract is what it is. You know, I, I saw some people proposing the scenario of could they move on from Tannehill at this point and just save the cap money after June 1st. I don't think it necessarily makes sense to do so. Uh, MB says good for him on YouTube. 
what is the media looking for him to say other than take the cheese? Well, no, just I'm, I'm curious to know what he thinks about it. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like him to be honest. I understand why it doesn't benefit him if he's not happy about the situation and he's, and he's, uh, and he's not willing to disclose that. What, like, what good does it do Ryan Tannehill to be honest in that moment? He's just going to get again, turned into headlines. So no, I mean, I'm not looking for him to take, you know, any kind of bait. I'm not trying to bait him. I'm asking him a question. I want to know, I want to know what he thinks. If he gives me a, you know, a PR savvy answer, that's his prerogative. If he doesn't, then, you know, I think it's more interesting. But like I said, it doesn't, you know, what good does that do him ultimately? Now, I think, uh, you know, we'll talk more about what he said about the wide receivers and where the Titans drafted a wide receiver uh, tonight on primetime. I think that will be, uh, I think that will be the subject of much discussion. Um Bork on YouTube says, what do you do with Malik? Do you use a roster spot on the third quarterback? Do you cut him and find a team willing to trade a seventh? I mean, if you can find somebody to trade for him, great. But, you know, you're uh, you're leveraged. Teams know that you don't, you know, teams know they don't have to give anything up for him because you're probably not, if they're healthy, you're not going to carry three quarterbacks into the season. You have too many other situations. And like I said, unless there's an injury, like, you know, if something happens to Will Levis or Ryan Tannehill, God forbid, or Malik Willis in this situation, if something happens to one of them in training camp or OTAs, um, you know, obviously that's horrific, but if it allows them to stash a quarterback, then yeah, they could keep these guys. But in all likelihood, depending on who wins the competition, they're not going to cut Levis, right? They've just given up assets for him. Uh, Malik wasn't drafted by Rand Carthon. Malik has gotten as big an opportunity as most players in his position get to try and prove his worth. He didn't do well enough in that situation. Um, you know, what do you do with him? If you can't move him, you cut him. And if he clears waivers, you put him on the practice squad. And, you know, at that point, he's fair game for another team to uh, pick him up. I don't think they still do practice squad protections. I can't remember if that rule has changed. I know that was a thing. In the COVID season, obviously, and then in a season, at least one season prior, I think the 2021 season, but I don't remember if protected practice squad players were still a thing last season off the top of my head. If any of you guys do, you can uh, feel free to remind me in the comment section, but that is something that I will need to look up before the season begins. Um, you know, Malik, uh, how I view Malik and Levis, it's kind of complicated, right? Because if Malik really does take a step forward, if Malik benefits from working with a new quarterbacks coach uh, in training camp this year in Charles London, if he benefits from the new system, we're going to hear from Ryan Tannehill later on. We'll probably do the Thursday primetime show on it. How how different he said that the uh, how different he said that the offense will be uh, or has been under Tim Kelly versus Todd Downing. That's probably a Thursday night primetime show, or maybe tomorrow on the radio show. We'll just try and spread things out here. So I'm not talking about all the same things, but um, maybe Willis does benefit from these things. Now, if Willis makes a substantial improvement, then you've just wasted significant draft capital on on getting Will Levis, and you've put yourself in a you've boxed yourself in a little bit. Um, now, if Malik looks promising in training camp, and at that point you try and sell high on him to a team who's you know experiences a, a quarterback injury in training camp, stuff like that happens, perhaps. That's something that you can still recover some kind of draft capital. You're not getting a third back, but 
you can probably get something for him at that point if a team, um, you know, if the right team has their hands forced. But I do think that Malik Willis is probably the odd man out on this. Uh, Jason Gerhardt on Facebook Live says, uh, Camp Will Levis, or Camp Will Levis, can Will Levis beating Tannehill out for the starting job? What are the chances of that? I mean, I, you know, I, I suppose there's a chance. I don't want to completely rule it out. Um, there's nothing to dictate that it can't happen if Tannehill takes some kind of significant drop off. But like what I've seen from Will Levis is not better than Ryan Tannehill. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that Will Levis does right now that's better than what Ryan Tannehill is as a starting NFL quarterback. So you know, just knowing that on face value, then I can make the assumption that um, you know it will certainly be Ryan Tannehill's job to lose. But could it happen theoretically? Could Tannehill's skill set depreciate drastically. I mean, could the ankle injury mess him up? Sure. I mean, all of these things are possibilities. That's not something you root for if you're a Titans fan because Will Levis is far from ready to go, I think, at this point. It's it's the ideal situation, the one that you thought you might have for Malik. Malik hasn't worked out to their liking, and so now they feel comfortable moving on enough to bring in another quarterback in the second round. Uh, we're we're going to get into more of this uh, here in just a second. You're going to hear from Mike Vrabel. Um, and Rand Carthon momentarily right after I remind you that the 615 Sessions podcast is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Nobody puts you in a better position to enjoy the car buying process more than Two Rivers. It is fast, it's easy, and fun. Anytime you go out to the dealership, I was just there uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, as we uh, live stream the podcast on this Wednesday afternoon. Went out to Two Rivers to get the uh, works service package for my 2022 Ford Explorer that I ordered online through Two Rivers Ford. It's the best dealership around, 40 years in the business and 40 more great years to go. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So uh, now, you know, we'll see what happens. Rookie minicamp is right around the corner. Levis won't be here for about two weeks uh, when last I heard, although the uh, rest of the rookies have started to trickle in. Their first day that they can officially be in the facility is tomorrow. It's my understanding. The veterans have been here for about a week now at this point. Um, you know, and there's there's a clip that uh, there's a clip that in talking about the Levis situation with Tannehill, we played this Rand Carthon clip for you guys the other day uh, on the primetime show. And for those of you who didn't see it, you know, the, the podcast is in a different feed. So we thought we'd play it here as well. But the Levis situation is something that Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel are now going to be tied to. And whenever it kind of manifests itself, whether that's this season, whether that's next season, um, we will, you know, only time will tell how they kind of earn their opportunities and what that means for somebody like Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. But, Obviously, Rand Carthon has very much staked himself to this rookie quarterback who there are plenty of questions around. So I wanted to play to you guys this clip of him being asked about Levis and Tajay Spears, the third round running back. This was on Friday night after the draft. And he's in the middle of answering a question about Spears and then decided to kind of sidebar a part of this conversation um, with Mike Vrabel up there at the podium with him. You can make guys miss. Um, as well as contributing to passing game. You know, he catches the ball well out of the backfield. He's a good route runner. Um, just another, um, you know, guy that can do it all, you know, for us, and you can put him in the game in any situation, um, and there'll and there be some production there. Um, 
I just want to say something real quick. Um, you know, today and as as yesterday, um, these kids are living their dreams, right? Having their name called, you know, realizing the dream and being drafted. And I don't want these, you know, interactions between us to always feel like we got to take a negative turn. And, you know, this should be a joyous moment for us to praise these kids. This is a moment these kids are going to see this. You know, and this is a moment for them and their families to rejoice in, you know, because it's only going to happen once. You know, um, we joked, uh, you know, earlier about uh, Jim and I joked earlier about me not being drafted. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's a moment, you know, in my career I can never get back. Coach was drafted in the third round. It's a moment he'll always remember. So let's let's keep that in mind, you know, when we're talking about these kids and where they've come from and where because a lot of these kids have overcome a lot you know, to get to this point, you know. So let's keep that in mind in, in moments like this. There'll be other times to critique what they've done. These kids haven't even stepped on the NFL field yet, you know. So let's let's keep that in mind. This is a, this is a moment for them and their families to uh, have something to be proud of and enjoy this moment. Brent, Brent, could you, could you circle to Like I said, and I've talked about this before, it came off a little defensive to me. Um, you know, you can, you can criticize it if you want to. I get what he's saying. I don't think it's as dramatic as people made it out to be. And and like I said, if you're a Titans fan, that's just not what you want to hear, right? Because it comes off basically, whether he meant it to or not, is, you know, don't don't criticize my picks here. We know what we're doing. And and that's fine. But like, you know, the I think the the general consensus from people in reaction to that was like, hey man, you just got here. Like you've got a lot to prove. Um, doesn't mean that you're not capable. People are more than willing to give Rand Carthon the opportunity to succeed, right? Here is Titans general manager and you know, he spoke to the how the quarterback position gets people hired and fired all the time in his introductory press conference. Like, this dude knows. So, uh, you know, ultimately, um, what happens with Will Levis is going to determine what happens with Rand Carthon as Titans GM here. And I think that Mike Vrabel, uh, I think that Mike Vrabel is uh, just as much kind of in line at that point. Uh, MB says, Buck, I think he was trying to make sure that the questions were attacking management and the draft choices, but not the actual players drafted. And that's that's possible, right? Like. Some of it can come off as personal. Um, and certainly I don't think, you know, I, I listened back to the press conference. I, I may be biased, MB, but I didn't think that it sounded, I didn't think it sounded particularly pointed of the players or uh, like pointed at the players. All, all were fair questions based on the discussion that had been had around the two the two guys coming out. So, you know, maybe it can feel combative, but it's really not. It's just us doing our job and asking questions. Um, because that's literally the time for us to ask questions. And, you know, I, I think the moment that he kind of lost me personally is when he said, there will be a time for this. And I'm like, no, literally, this is like this. This is actually the time. Like, this is why this is scheduled. This is why the league mandates it. Because this is the time for you to explain to us why you just took the players that you took, regardless of who the players are at that point. Like, this is when we're supposed to do this thing. So that's going to do it for the podcast today. Primetime tonight, we'll talk about what Ryan Tannehill said about their uh, the Titans' casualness around the wide receiver position. Um, subscribe to the uh, subscribe to the feed. Make sure you catch all the great podcasts here in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Thanks to Superbook Sports, Relax the Back Nashville, and Two Rivers Ford for making it possible. Um, certainly, there will be a lot more Titan stuff to come. Rookie Minicamp right around the corner. We'll be out there uh, at practice with you guys for with coverage on the 13th. Um, Levis is going to be in town in two weeks, and that's – probably when we're going to have him on the radio show. So I'll keep you guys updated with that because um, I think we're going to get the first crack at him here in Nashville. 
uh, on as far as the interview cycle is concerned. So that'll be fun. But uh, have a great rest of your Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it won't be too long until I talk to you tonight on A to Z Sports Primetime.